Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about five ways you can have a true heart-centered business. Yes, if you have goals about helping people transform not just their business, but their lives, stay tuned for some really practical tips that will help you understand not just yourself, but your marketplace and I can truly know that you'll be able to put these tips that you'll be hearing after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank those of you who have been listening for the very first time or multiple episodes. I can't do this without you. If you got any questions or comments and concerns, make sure that you reach me at hello at denisechili.com. Love to continue the conversation. And make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so. So as soon as I drop episode, you'll be able to immediately access it. Are we friends on LinkedIn or Twitter? I like to be. Make sure that you follow me, DeniseGLee.com, where you can read articles as well as other posts that let you know what I'm up to. And if you haven't done so already, please reach me at DeniseGLee.com, where you can reach more content and other advice to help you grow your personal brand and or service-based business. That being said, let's get into today's episode. As always, I'm always kind of thinking about of the week, what do you guys really need to hear? What words of wisdom that will really make an impact. And for the longest time this week, I usually come up with so many ideas, but I was really not in a great state of mind, to be quite frank with you. I was going through some stressful events and I thought, oh, I don't have anything to share. I don't have anything of value. But then I saw it and I realized that that was not me talking. That was my defeated mind, my limited beliefs. That was my scarcity thoughts that were coming. And once I sat and I thought about it for a second, all these new ideas came by. So the point I'm trying to make here is that tell ourselves a whole lot of stories about what we can and cannot do. But if we were honest with ourselves, we are more than capable. I just thought that was really important before I go into these things that I think you're going to really benefit from because Oftentimes, we already put ourselves out of the park by not even focusing on what we have right in front of us that is helpful. I have for you five ways, five tips that I know is going to be really helpful for you. Now, let's, I want to list them all at once, and then we're going to go and talk about in depth. Make sure that you have a pen and paper at hand because I want to make sure that you're capturing all this good information. Okay. Number one, sweat the small stuff. Number two, forget about the followers and the email count. Three, stay focused on one main person in mind. Number four, stay active with your community. And lastly, five, resist the urge to be trendy. I'm going to repeat it again. Number one, sweat the small stuff. Two, forget about the followers and email count. Three, stay focused on the main person in mind. Three, four, sorry, stay active with, with your community. And lastly, five, resist the urge to be trendy. Sweat the small stuff was the first thing that came to my mind because you've heard so many people have said, hey, you can't sweat this, don't sweat the small stuff. Think about the bigger picture. But I want to let you know that if you are beginning your brand, if you are on your way to have this baby business become a full-grown adult, <laughs> 
it helps for you to master the right things, the small little details. I'm not saying to the point where you become so micro-obsessed that you lose track of all the other stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about focusing on the quality over the quantity. For example, you might have heard so many people say, you have to post every single day on social media. You have to write us X amount of words on a blog post. You have to fill in the blank. And if you are like me, you really want to do stuff that's of meaning and of impact. And if you feel that way, you're going to make sure that you take your time to write the blog post. You're going to take the time to write something meaningful that is timely, that is relevant, that is on target for your client's needs at this current time. For example, you may have noticed that I rarely talk about scaling a business or outsourcing, not to say that those aren't important issues. I know that my audience is mostly entrepreneurs, solopreneurs who are relatively new in business and they just need to get the basics down packed. So I will lean in and talk about those issues that in depth that matter most to my ideal client. That is an example of sweating the small stuff, sweating the things that really matter most to your ideal clients right now. Don't try to tackle, tackle everything. Don't try to work up worrying about your latest funnel or your latest leading campaign or your latest email marketing thing. When in fact, maybe the better thing that you do is focusing on how you communicate or focusing more about where you want to be or how often you want to show up. Sweat those small little details. Don't feel that you have to tackle everything all at once. And I want to let you know something. Give yourself permission to make mistakes. Give yourself lots of permissions to fail. The only way that you can learn is after constant repetitive action. And it's not going to look great. It's not going to look pretty in the first iteration. It's not supposed to. I've heard this one explanation that I just laugh. I think I tickle myself about thinking about it. They said that procrastination is perfection in disguise. I'll repeat that again. Procrastination is perfection in disguise. And how true is that where you say that I just want to perfect, but I just have to line everything up. But the fear of making a mistake or the fears and anxieties of not getting everything right actually is paralyzing you from making those decisions, making those next steps. So I understand you don't want to put out something sloppy. I understand you don't want to embarrass yourself, but that's why I want you to focus on the small little details that you know really matter most to your clients, your prospective clients, your audience, because we are all looking for someone that we can relate to. And if you just take that moment and just think about what do my ideal clients or my customers really, really need? What specific things are they looking for? Rather than trying to take all of it that that they think they need when they really just maybe need to focus on maybe one or two critical elements at a time. I've been having this kind of same transformation with some of my clients and it's been really helpful for them. Instead of focusing on five th- five things all at once in their business, we're just really lazily focusing on one or two things that 
will make the biggest impact. It's kind of like the Pareto rule or the 80-20 rule that um, 80% of our successes come from 20% of our actions. And I want us to even get so better than that. I want us to have like focusing on like two things and have it working optimally 100% of the time. I mean, I know maybe it may not work that way, but the whole goal about it is, is I'm going to narrow down on the things that really move the needle in my business. I'm not going to try to be everywhere all at once. I just want to focus on the things that are most impact, the most significance. That's what I mean about sweating the small stuff. All right, let's talk about next. Forget about the followers and email count. Now, this is definitely something I'm going to be repeating to myself too. So I, you are not the only one if you feel that way. Here's the thing. I This was actually kind of really timely for me to talk about this issue because I read this really long post on LinkedIn where somebody was saying, hey, I've got this large audience and I don't really get a lot of engagement from you guys. And if if you don't feel like you're engaged with me, please unfollow. I really, I don't want to have dead weight followers. I don't want to just be making content that's not reacting and it's not hitting a lot of people. And she's like, I feel really confused as whether or not this is really my content is poor. When I know I take time and create it, I don't know if you guys are just deadly followers. I sat there and I just looked at the post and I reread it again because I could definitely tell that this person was really struggling, that they had a large audience and they weren't really getting the connections that they thought they were designed. This particular person was selling a service. And thought to myself, something that I've had private conversations with my husband about, people come and go as they will for lots of different reasons. We can't understand it. Even if we have all the metrics to track where they came from, how often they're opening their emails, when they're clicking and all this stuff, we can't predict any of this stuff. I'll give a perfect example that I'm still thinking about to this day. My husband told me about many years ago, about 10 years ago, he went on the internet and he opted in to get this model on how to, it's a wood making offer. It was a free model to how to design a chair, build a chair from scratch with wood parts. He really liked it. And he opted in, got the specs, the specifications of how to construct it for free online. And he told me that after six, seven months, he got he was getting annoyed from the emails and he unsubscribed. And I asked him, I said, did you ever build the chair? Because I, I know he, has, he files everything away. He's like, no, nope, never built the chair. I said, did you ever were interested in any of the stuff? He's like, no, I really wasn't. I, in fact, I kept on giving myself excuses about the cost of wood or I didn't have any time to do it. But the point I'm trying to make to you is that he initially liked the idea, opted in, and wasn't interested in anything that the advertiser was offering. We don't know when people decide to opt out as well from our, our 
our, our social media. Perhaps our interest has changed. Perhaps our priority has changed. Perhaps you've changed along the way in terms of your focus. We don't know. We can't control people. We can't control how they relate. All we have to do is make sure that we're consistently putting out content that's aligned with our business focus. I'll repeat that again. We can't focus on the trends and we have to constantly put things that align with our business focus. For example, I made some alignments in my own content posting and I really stopped talking about the systems about how to create an awesome headline or how to write a post or any of that stuff. Now, obviously, if you're my private client, we can talk about that in depth, but I am more aligned with helping improve your mindset, helping to prove your your strategy, your thought process behind growing your business. I'm not trying to focus in on the tech stuff on my post. I'm not trying to focus in on the constructions of your sales letter or any of that stuff. Those are important things. Those are the building blocks of marketing. But my whole goal in my talking with you is to help improve your mindset so that you can think better, you can work better, and hopefully you can grow your business in such a way that aligns with not just your value system, but your goals overall. That's my aim. That's my focus. So I don't try to deviate and talk about a whole bunch of stuff and be scattered. I'm only focused on what's really top play. In other words, what's the most important issue that I believe that you need to hear from me today? And we can't focus on the onesies and twosies of the people who unsubscribe. Now, if everybody is unsubscribing, like let's say you have an email that goes out and off the tough, off the cliff, 25% of people unsubscribe. Maybe we need to look at it. I don't know. Let's see what was talked about. Sometimes people unsubscribe or unfollow because they're just trying to declutter the amount of stuff that they see on their inbox or their feed. Some people feel like they don't want it. And I gave the example of my husband's that would make an example because they just lost interest in it. We don't know. There's a myriad of reasons. Can't Don't focus on the onesies and twosies. Always focus on the trend and always ask yourself every time you put out a piece of content, every time you write an email, every time you create something, a video, or whatever in your business, ask yourself, is this aligned with who I am and what I want to offer my audience? Is this aligned with what I believe in? And if you honestly say to yourself, yes, I'm, I like this, I'm proud of what I created, and I know this is going to help someone, then... Don't worry about the fallout. I see this so many times on YouTube, for example, where you'll see a video that had a thousand likes, right? And they might have 50 or 100 down arrows. Think about that perspective. You've had thousands of likes and only 80 people put that down. Overall, that video was successful. Less than 100 people didn't like it. But us as human beings, we want to narrow down and focus so much on only those 80 people. Well, we don't know what those 80 people were thinking about. They were having a, perhaps they were having a bad day. Perhaps they stumbled on the page. Perhaps they have a different perspective. We don't know. I'll give you another example and then I'll write off this, this topic. 
I have been interested in this particular jewelry company and just had a curiosity. I went to their Yelp page and I was kind of reading their reviews and whatnot. And I saw the scathing one star review and it was from a nurse and she was complaining that she wasn't getting a a discount because she's a first responder and that we need to treat first responders with more respect. And I didn't see anything, anything talking about the quality of the jewelry, the customer service, none of that stuff. Her mind was just thinking, I'm, I didn't get a discount and I'm upset about it and I'm going to complain about this. It just seemed absurd to me, but this is how people work. People will dislike or like things for all sorts of reasons and we can't control any of that mess. The only thing we can do is just keep focusing on our brand. All right. Now I think I've beat that horse dead. Let's move on to number three. Stay focused on one main person in mind. I struggled with this in my business in the beginning. I wanted to help everybody. And then I remember taking this one particular coaching course and I was like, okay, I'll just focus on women in mind. And then I said, I went, I did the reverse. I'm like, no, I want to help everybody. And then I, then I said, oh no, no, no. I don't want to, I, maybe because I'm a woman, I can only attract women. And now I've kind of resolved to saying that I really want to help empathic people, keyword, are people who really want to make an impact. And I stopped trying to focus on a particular gender. Now, I still have a particular age range in mind, but that's beside the point. The point I'm trying to make is that we feel like we need to try to control everything by having everything very specifically niched down. In the beginning of your business, that's essential because we have a tendency of creatives who want to go everywhere, but we need to focus on one particular person in mind. And there's a common analogy that goes along with it is that in marketing, that if you're focused on, on everybody or you're trying to sell to everybody, you're selling to nobody at all. And how true is that? We're selling to nobody at all when we're trying to appeal to everybody. I think the perfect example, another perfect example is if you go online, look at your favorite channel, your favorite news channel. Do they try to appeal to everybody? Or you could tell like they have very specific psychographics in mind in terms of the income level or the age or in the interest. For example, the things that you read on Fox News is wildly different than the stuff that you read on the Washington Post. Wildly different than if you were reading on style or reading through Vogue. Totally different audiences in mind. No, don't get me wrong. One person can also read all of those different outlets, but that's not the point. The point is it focuses on a very specific group of people with a specific interest in mind. You need to also be focusing on one particular person and a specific interest in mind. Avoid the tendency to try to appeal with everyone. And I know this is really tempting, especially if you are listening and you're a copywriter or you're a marketer and you think, okay, I, I just, I'm trying to get a sale, any sale. Let me just throw a bunch of crap on the wall and whoever becomes a customer, we can make it work. I'm telling you, don't do that. I'm telling you, don't do that because you will feel aggravated. Your customer won't feel like they will be able to self-identify themselves. Look, everyone wants to feel like they belong. Everybody. 
And the best way that they can feel that they can belong is if they're reacting to content material that has their specific needs, wants, and agenda. And trust and believe that if they feel like it's so generic, they don't feel themselves self-identified. I think about another example, and I'll just move on. Think about the ads that you have seen for Target versus the things that you see for Walmart. Now, they're both of them cater to families, right? But there's a very specific kind of nuanced difference between the average typical Walmart customer who has a little more disposable income versus your Walmart customer who's a little bit more conscious, budget-friendly. And they're always focusing low, low, low prices on Walmart versus on Target. It's more about value, okay? I need you to think about that for yourself. What really do you really want to attract with people? What do you really want to have them feel attracted to? Because if we're not careful, we may be so diluted down, we can't really have a very clear marketing message. Okay, let's um, now move on and talk about stay active within your community. And actually that comes in tandem with staying on one person in mind. We constantly need to be attuned to what's going on. That's why I always recommend that it doesn't matter whether or not you're a customer of a particular company or not. Look at what people in a similar industry are you are doing. Connect with them. Heck, even see if you can do a co-sponsor an event or, or mastermind with one another. Get caught up at what people are doing because a lot of times we as entrepreneurs, we have this funny desire of wanting to reinvent the wheel and do it everything solo because our ego is telling us we don't need anyone's help in reality. We can get there further faster with other people's help. And when we're active with our community and we're talking about what new initiatives we can do, what's trending, what's what's happening, we can make strategic decisions about what we should and shouldn't be doing. And actually, when I say trendy, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, because often I see a lot of people go too trendy and it actually backfires in their face. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. But the point I'm trying to make is that we need to constantly see what's happening. I'll give you a very perfect example. One of my clients was interested in promoting herself for her particular product line. And I told her to stay in tune to what people in her industry were up to. And she found out about this particular event. And this event is leading to a lot of other opportunities that she never even imagined was possible. And that was because she stayed in tune with what her community was talking about. I want to ask you, are you spending at least five to 10 minutes a week, at least in the minimum, looking and reading what other people are doing? Are you constantly communicating with other people in your industry? Are you asking the more important questions about what the industry is doing and what things may come about? If you haven't done so, please do so because I'm truly thinking that there's so much that you guys can take advantage of if you just were attuned and alert and or in, in communication with others. And actually, that brings me to the, the last one is resist the urge to be trending. Now, I know this may sound like a contradiction, what I said earlier, like by saying what 
being attuned and understanding what's trendy. I didn't say be trendy. I said resist the urge to be trendy. I'll give you a very perfect example right now. On LinkedIn, I was wishing someone a happy birthday and they they sent me this. It was very generic. I knew it wasn't even tailored for me. And they said in the message, hey, I have been really happy to celebrate my birthday with you all and I want to offer you a treat about it was a free course or whatever about how to do something and I replied back oh how awesome thanks I didn't opt in but this is a very common tactic that I've seen some people do where they use their birthday as an excuse to do offer a promotion or whatever and that's something that's very trendy. Hey, it's my birthday. I want you to engage in 50% off or whatever. Now, if that's part of your business plan to capitalize on your birthday, then knock yourself, do it. But if you're doing every single thing that appears to be trendy, but it's not aligned with your business, then don't do it. I don't care if a lot of people are, it's popular and a lot of people are benefiting from it, but if it's not aligned with how you run your business and not how you promote yourself, then don't do it. Don't buy into the myth that you, in order to grow your business, you have to do every single thing that you see your community doing. That is not the, tr- the case. That Don't do that. Don't, that's a myth. That's a lie. You have the choice to build your business any way you want to. You have a choice to promote yourself any way you want to. You do not, I repeat, you do not have to follow what you see other people doing. You have a decision to run your business the way you want to do it. And so often I see people, they try to mimic the funnels. They mimic all the things that they see other people doing. And it just really slaps them in the face and it gets them derailed and it gets them confused and it gets them bewildered because they haven't really been honest with themselves about what they need to do for their business to become successful. Now, don't get me wrong, there's tried and true things in terms of marketing and promotion, but if you're just trying to hop on a bandwagon for the bandwagon site and then you're trying to maintain things that just don't make any sound logical reason for your business, I want to encourage you to stop. That's why I encourage everybody every three to four months, I repeat, every three to four months, looking at how you run your business, looking at all the things of how it's integrating from your socials to how you record your your bills to how you communicate with your clients, whatever. Think about all of that and then ask yourself, are there small little micro things that need to be changed? Because we don't want to fall into habits, negative habits. My husband was telling me something funny. He was listening to a speaker explain that practice don't make perfect, practice makes habits. And that's so true. We can get ourselves into routines that are actually destructive, things that will not help us. But because we fall into the same routine over and over again, it can actually delay us from doing things that are productive, fixing old destructive tendencies because we fell into routines. I don't want that for you. Make sure that you're constantly refreshing yourself, looking at what makes sense and revisiting the efficiency of what you're doing. It really helps if you have a mentorship, if you have a community around you because we, our egos 
constantly try to protect us and shield us from reality because it makes us feel upset. It makes us feel bad about ourselves. And that's the last thing our egos want. Our egos want to feel good about ourselves 24-7. I'm warning you that we can't grow anything successful doing it me, myself, and I. We constantly need other people to look out from an outside perspective and, and give us some critical feedback because we oftentimes, especially with our business, we get so self-conscious and we put on blinders and we don't want to examine other things that are going on. Okay, well, let's recap everything that we talked about today. Five main things is sweat the small stuff. Get into the details about what makes sense. You don't have to take care of everything at once. Number two, forget about the followers and email count. Look at the trends. Focus on really your core business. Don't try to control the output of how people react and or don't react. We can't control any of that stuff. People hop on and off the bus of followers and our list for all sorts of reasons and all the time. All we need to do is stay consistent with our main message. Number three, stay focused on one main person in mind. If we're trying to market to everybody, we're marketing to nobody at all. Focus on really the people who really matter most to us and how we can truly help them. Number four, stay active within your community. Your community will let you know about new things that you can capitalize. You can basically be able to solve problems faster and you can be able to coordinate and communicate on other aspects that are trending in your business. That makes sense. And lastly, five, resist the urge to be trending. Always make sure that what you're doing makes the most sense for you and your business and what you want to get accomplished. Well, that is it. I hope that these tips were really helpful. If they were, let me know. Send me a message to hello at denisegelee.com. And if you write me a review on my podcast, I'd like to send you a little token of my appreciation because I really value your attention and your time with me. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.